new intro, same message, you know what it is. In the words of Public Enemies Chuck D, bring the noise. Event Podcast Network. I am Charlie Taylor, and this is what's good. What's good, boys? Good, ladies and gentlemen. We have new intro, boys and girls. We have new intro, and I mean, you, you, you guys have seen me hype up for it, you know, on the on the socials, and I had to pick this one. It had to be even ever too much. I, I I've had this song on my regular rotation for at least over a year and I just, I just couldn't get past it I couldn't get past it but what I will say out of all the seven there was one other that really really felt great to me that really felt like it should have been on there so what I will do and you won't hear it until a until I do a boss good special whether it's you know whether it's celebrating a certain day like I did with International Women's Day or going out to do something great like going to see Gods of Rap if it's a special then you will hear that other that other intro that I really really couldn't let go couldn't let go of but for every other show it will be this one it will be too much by Vanilla Man, it's such a it's such a summery track. I just I, I love the vibe. It's it's feel good and it's just it's, it just it just ticks all the boxes for me. It ticks all the boxes for me. So I'm I'm happy with my choice. Anyway, with that said, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, episode thirty, episode thirty. What's good? We're getting we're getting we're getting into the. I've wait I've I've wasted my twenties and now I need to spend the next decade finding a wife and having a couple of kids. This is <laughs> this is what this is the stage. What's good is that? <laughs> it's at the get serious the life stage. That's where that's where we're at. But the show continues as is. We've also got a new interlude which will come later. Uh, obviously during the topics I did that last week and uh, I found that I found a good track for that as well, which I'm gonna have for 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 the rest of time. And uh, it's got a nice it's got a nice sax on it. It's great. I love it. I love it. All about the music here, ladies and gentlemen. My philosophy is when it comes to podcasting in general, right? I feel like if the intro is good and the outro is great, then the the stuff in the middle can be. Just, is is gravy honestly and obviously you have to plan the whole middle of it and you have to plan the whole show but that's what everyone does everyone plans the show but they never but some never put effort into the intro or the outro and I feel like that's where in my mind some podcasts fail because you have to have that you have to have that you have to have that click you know what I mean like you know when you watch a say if you're like watching the Avengers say what how how whack would it be if it wasn't the Avengers theme that we know and love? You know what I mean? What if it, would you watch Game of Thrones if the well, you obviously would watch it because of the content, but the intro makes it that much better when you can join in. You go, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. you know, you can do that. You can do it with The Wire as well. You can do it with Breaking Bad. You, you know, when you do it with other with TV shows and films, it works and it makes and it gives you more of that connection. But obviously, the meat of the show is the show itself, which we will get into right now. Formalities before we begin. Got the email, got the Facebook, got the Twitter. I will get an IG someday for the fulfillment. One day, I, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to pick my moment, and uh, you know, just, uh, I don't know, just trying to pick my moment. 
<laughs> I'm trying to pick my moment, whatever that moment is, we shall see. But anyway, let's get into the show. Seb Co unveils the IAAF's new name and logo, World Athletics, because that's what you do, isn't it? That's what you do. Instead of instead of figuring out, you know, how to how to uh, clear the corrupt, you know, attitudes in the IAAF, or sort out your rules, or you know, try and figure out how to get more money for the athletes that we actually that you know we the fans pay to watch. No, they spend millions of pounds to. F- figure out a crappy logo and change our name to World Athletics. Yeah, th- th- just a just a cha- just a name change. That's and a logo change. You know, the 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 logo you're seeing re- right now for what's good, right? I got that. I ordered that and I got it in less than 24 hours. It's pretty clean, right? It's better than <laughs> it's better than World Athletics. If you want to look it up, go look it up. But yeah, that's I don't I don't, I don't see. I don't see what the what the point of that was, but anyway, continuing on, and also Justin Bieber challenges Tom Cruise to an MMA fight, and all I have to say to that is, well, one, Tom Cruise would wax Justin Bieber. Let's let's be real. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say that because you know he's been like he's been in all the films and has probably taken on some training in all those films, but I just feel like. I, I just don't rate Justin Bieber as a fighter. I don't, I don't, I don't see him as I don't, he doesn't look like he can throw hands. Let's, let's be real. So uh, Tom Cruise will wax that boy in the May fight. Trust me on that. I will put money on that anyway. We get into the show and we have actually a stacked, stacked, stacked um, show today. Fairly, I, I, I don't want to say I don't want to say light. <laughs> it's not it's not light at all. Some of these aren't light, especially the life topics. I actually have two life topics because I couldn't get past. I can I can get past one of them, but I also wanted to talk about another one. So no music topic this week. We have film and TV, sports, life, and two lives, and we also have like an extra word which I want, which I won't read, but I'm going to put on the fifthfilmdog.uk, and I want you guys to read it. It's a long read, but it's a worthy read, and I'll I'll, I'll tease that later later on the show. So let's start with let's start with film and TV since it's there first on, on the agenda. So last week I saw when they see us amazing, f- amazing four-part series, mini-series or limited series, whatever you want to call it, on the Central Park Five. Now, if you don't know about the Central Park Five, it's basically in I think it, I forgot what year it was. <laughs> I forgot what bloody year it was. Uh, nineteen eighty-nine. So in nineteen eighty-nine, New York, there were these kids in Central Park and. If you if you know about Central Park, it's a you know it's a big park in the middle of in the middle of New York, and on the other side of the park, a at the same time the boys were there, uh, just messing about being boys. Well, no, I don't want to say boys would be boys, but they were just fucking about basically, like like youths do basically. And on the other side of the park, a woman was raped and had her head bludgeoned and other injuries and other you know long term life life changing injuries. So with when that, when those things both happened at similar times around I think it was nine ten p.m. Uh, the next day, prosecutors and the police in the New York district rounded up the black boys that were in the park and 
according if you watch when they see us how they how Ava DuVernay portrays it which just to say Ava DuVernay is the one of the is top five right now directors writers the stuff she does is absolutely sublime absolutely sublime she's had an amazing career so far and I cannot wait to see that continued rise just a big up to Ava DuVernay on that and basically long story short five young men under the age of 18, were arrested, interrogated without without their parents or any guardian help. They were just on their own with grown men being slapped about, and they were basically sent to jail. And one of them was actually sent to uh, Rikers and, uh, and, and uh, passed around in other jails, and he was only 17, I think. I think it was, yeah, Corey Wise, he was only 17, so... And the rest were in youth youth offenders, uh, youth offenders. But obviously, the life changing, the life changing part of that is coming out of prison and basically being labelled a sex offender and being labelled as a rapist when they weren't. Now they got exonerated in I think it was two thousand and one, and basically the obviously it's come to now and they have this amazing show behind them and. Stuff has gone down since then. Uh, actually, I think it was yesterday. Actually, one of the uh, one of the prosecutors, uh, I forgot her name, Ledera, Ledera, was uh, basically had to had to leave her had to leave her law professor Elizabeth Ledera. So there you go. She's the prosecutor for the Central Park Five against the Central Park Five, trying to put him in jail. And she was a Columbia law professor for part time, and she has now resigned from her. Uh, from her, <clears throat> from her position, uh, because of all the of, of black students in Colombia, signing a I guess a letter or a petition to get her out of there, and she did resign, which is which is good. Um, and there's also a woman called Linda Fairstein, who was basically one of the uh, one of the prosecutors, basically uh, one of the prosecutors, and trying to she was basically a. What's the word? She was the she was the main cog behind it all, basically trying to round up these kids. And if you watch the show, she's very very ruthless, and it's just it's just kind of it's the American justice system at work, really. It really is the American justice system at work. So let's get into this article. This is a Central Park Five prosecutor pens op-ed uh, amid backlash calls for Netflix series a quote outright fabrication. So, Linda Festin, Manhattan District Attorney's Office prosecutor who took the lead in the controversial Central Park Five case, is speaking out against Ava DuVernay's When They See Us is an, in an op-ed for the Wall Street Journal. Claiming the Netflix miniseries based on the 1989 case omits crucial details and defames her. Writing in the journal, Fairstein, who is portrayed by Felicity Huffman, uh, if you heard that name before, she's that woman that tried to get a kid into, I think it was like, excuse me, like USC and basically bribing bribing people anyways portrayed by felicity huffman in when they see us says the four-part limited series omits a riot of more than 30 people that took place on april 19th 1989 the date of the attack of the central park jogger trisha melly uh, Firstine contends that reporters and filmmakers like duvernay have only ever focused on the five accused teenagers four african-american and one hispanic and the one victim uh, and 
and the one victim and have missed, quote, the larger picture of that terrible night, a riot in the dark that resulted in the apprehension of more than 15 teenagers who set upon multiple victims. She adds that on that night, quote, eight others were attacked, including two men, who were beaten so savagely that they required hospitalization, hospitalization for their head injuries, and claims that there is, uh, there is compelling evidence that the five were involved in the riot. Since the release of When They See Us, the, there, have been, there has been renewed scrutiny of the Central Park Five case and Fairstein's role in it, not least because of the involvement of Donald Trump, who at the time took out a full-page newspaper ad calling for the death penalty of the five accused. Yep, that really happened. In the last few weeks, and he's president now, how mad is that? And it's just... I don't know. Anyway, in the last few weeks, Festing has come in for fierce criticism, particularly on social media, where the hashtag, uh, hashtag cancel Linda Fairstein began to trend. As a result of the backlash, she resigned from the boards of the Vassar College, God's Love, God's Love We Deliver, and the Joyful Heart Foundation. After leaving the Manhattan DA's office, uh, Fairstein has worked as a novelist and children's book author, although just days ago her publisher Dutton told the Associated Press, press that it had dropped her name uh, from its roster. In the journal piece, Fairstein claims that because the rape and assault for, uh, convictions against the five, Kevin Richardson, Antron McRae, Raymond Santana, Corey Wise and Yusuf Salam, were vacated in 2002, sorry, 2002, not 2001, after Matthias Reyes, a convicted serial rapist and murderer, confessed to the crime and DNA testing confirmed his presence at the scene. It has, uh, just put a pin in all that, just just put a pin in all that, just we'll come back to that. <clears throat> it has led, quote, is uh, quote, led some of the, these reporters and filmmakers to assume the prosecution had no basis on which to charge the five suspects in 1989. Fairstein agrees that given Reyes's confession, the convi- convictions against the five were right to be vacated, but that didn't exonerate them of other crimes committed that night during the riot. The other charge, quote, the other charges for crimes against other victims should not have been vacated. Nothing Mr. Reyes said exonerated these five of those attacks, and there were and there was certainly more than enough evidence to support those convictions of first degree assault, robbery, riot, and other charges. Quote, she writes. Describing when they see us as, so, quote, so full of distortions and falsehoods as to be an outright fabrication. Fairstein outlines in the journal what she claims are the most egregious falsehoods. Uh, quote, when they see us repeatedly portrays the suspects as being held without food, deprived of their parents' company and advice, and not, and not even allowed to use the bathroom. If that had been true, surely they would have brought those issues up and prevailed in pre-trial hearings on the voluntariness of their statements as well as in their lawful their lawsuit against the city they didn't because it never happened you, can you can you hear that i'm smiling can you hear that can you hear the, the inflection that came out of that when i was reading that this is the dumbest shit anyway i'll, 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 I'll try and continue uh, Festine believes DuVernay portrays her as an, quote, overzealous prosecutor and a bigot in the police as uh, the police as an incompetent or worse, as incompetent or worse, and the five suspects as innocent of all charges against them and claims that none of this is true. <sighs> boy, 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 this, this is, this is great. Anyway, um. She concludes by saying that it is a wonderful thing that these five men have taken themselves to responsible positions and community respect, but reiterates that Duvernay ignored so much of the truth about the Gang of Thirty and about the suffering of their victims. She describes 
she describes that as a quote outrage. On Monday, Duvernay addressed the backlash faced by Fairstein at Netflix's final for your consideration of Emmy event in Los Angeles, which was hosted by Oprah Winfrey. At the event, Duvernay was asked about an interview Fairstein did with the Daily Beast, in which he called "When They See Us a basket of lies," as well as uh, as well as, as about the backlash the former prosecutors faced. Duvernay said. I think that it's important that people be held accountable and that accountability is happening in a way today that did not happen for the men, uh, for the real men 30 years ago. But I think that it would be a tragedy if this story and the telling of it came down to one woman being punished for what she did because it's not about her, it's not all about her. And uh, Duvernay continues on that quote, and uh, but I'll just leave it there. So, so let's, just, let's just break it down, right? So she has voluntarily resigned, voluntarily, she's resigned, she does not get canned or kicked out, just that's an important part of, of saying this, she left and resigned from a couple of foundations, and also, obviously the more important one for uh, for, for Fairstein anyway, her publisher kicked her out. Okay, so here's here's my question, right? Would you pen this piece if your publishers didn't kick you off? That is my question. That is my question right there. Because what I'm seeing from this, what I'm seeing from this really charged op-ed is that your your one, your main reason for doing this is because your checks are going. Is because you're, you, is because they, they dipped into your money. They've cut your money off. Just off this film alone. And you feel, and you feel attacked. And that's, and I get it, I get it, I understand you feel attacked and you feel like you should clear your name or whatever, but you've had 30 years, you've had 30 years to, and, and, it, and, it's, and it's, a, just a, it's just the amazing thing that she has still not apologised for any of this, she still believes they did something, and I find it so interesting, I find that so interesting, you know, when you when you're, and in, and in the show she is rightly labelled as kind of a bigot, and it's, it's, there's some there's some undertones right there, but she says it outright, and I feel like I don't, it's one of those cases where if you say it, then you probably are. If you say you're not, then yeah, you may be. You may be. <laughs> they make me look bigoted. I'm not bigoted, am I, husband? No, no, darling, you're not. You're 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 a loving person. I just I can't get my head around why you, you why you're so convinced that these teenagers did something right now. As for the riot, I don't know about the riot, and the show rightly doesn't the show didn't cover that. Admittedly, the show didn't cover that. Cover that. Now, if I went to probably dig into it more, then maybe there was maybe that riot she talked about. Maybe it did include the five. Maybe it did include the five. But here's also my question again. If now in the show there were you know some kids put into like a child section of like detainment where they just put in like a classroom and they have to have their heads down and I'm assuming that's the part that she that she's talking about I guess when the kids were rounded up in a way. So with that said, if 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 there were like if there were five more okay in the fifteen let's add them let's add the Central Park Five in that so say if there was twenty youths right put into uh, uh, taken because of this uh, taken in because of the riot okay this riot that she talked about 
would they go to jail for for how it, for the for the years that they for the years that the Central Park Five went for? No, no, they wouldn't. So you're saying that they should have gone to jail regardless. Which okay, fine, I guess if they rioted, they rioted, and that I guess warrants. I don't know the rules in New York, but I guess that warrants some either fine or probation or jail time. I don't know. I don't know how it works over there, but I highly doubt it warrants for them to want to go to Rikers and others to go to youth de- youth offenders uh, detentions and also leave leave the jails being labelled as a rapist and a sex offender and not being able to get a job. Do they deserve all that because of a riot? Do do they deserve all that? See this is this is it. You're you're splitting hairs saying that they 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 did something, I swear they did something, I did something. They deserve to be in jail for that. They don't deserve to be in jail for that long. They do, not for not for not for a riot. Chill out, chill out. So where was the where was the bit that I wanted to get to actually? Uh, da, da, da. okay, yeah. So, so the convictions against the five were vacated in two thousand two, right? And Matthias Reyes in the show. Um, and this is the bit I actually didn't know about the show. And what I find great about the show is that it's probably better if you don't know anything about it. So if you watched it without any without any historical context on what happened, if you don't know any of the story, it's it'll be it'll be much more punchy for you. It will hit you so much harder than it did for me. But it did hit me at one point. Well, it hit me a lot. <laughs> it, it's kind of a it's kind of a Mike Tyson beatdown. To be honest, it's it's very it's very debilitating. <laughs> it's, it's a big grind to watch. But the one bit that caught me just that actually got me audibly going no, that got me shouting about, is the bit at near the end where Matthias Reyes is in jail, and he's in jail with Corey, and he basically talks to him going um. You're a, you're you're a good man, da da da, and you should you shouldn't be here. And then he goes to admit that he did it. So with that, and and that just hit, that just hit me because I didn't know how they got exonerated. I know I knew that there were these five five uh, young kids, bl- uh, black and Hispanic kid, that w- were put to jail because of, because of a false accusation. But I didn't know how they got exonerated, and that bit just hit me so damn hard. But when Fairstein comes out, going, assume the prosecution had no basis on which to charge the five suspects, and she agrees that Reyes convicted. Here's a bit. So agrees that given Reyes's conviction, the convictions against the five were right to be vacated. There you go. There you go. Stop. Stop right there. You're ba- you've basically admitted. You basically admitted right there that they didn't do anything. They didn't rape that woman. They didn't deserve to be in jail. That's what you're basically admitting. You've the rest of the op-ed is mute, simply because you agreed. When you agree on a person that admitted it, got DNA tested, and said outright that there were nobody else, nobody there was nobody there with him when he was when he was doing the the atrocity. Then there you go, case closed. You're only doing, and once again, I return to this, and this is my final point. You did this because you're losing money over it. You're losing your money, and you needed to do something about it. And this is the best thing you thought, thought was possible. Well, congratulations, Indefestine. You have 
you've fundamentally changed a you fundamentally changed New York you've fundamentally changed these five guys five people's lives and their families and the communities around them and you spent a good 25 years 30 years profiting off that and writing novels you've had your chance in the sun now get in the dark we move on to sports and let's st- I'm going to talk about the NBA finals again simply because obviously the past game game 5 was <sighs> eventful to say the least so there's been a lot of I've, I've looked at I've looked at the chat you know I've looked at the I've looked at the NBA tour I've looked at you know a couple of podcasts here and there I listen to a lot of sports podcasts American sports anyway and they talk about the NBA a lot so you know I keep up and one of the things that I've come to realize, well, well, one thing from a from a lighthearted standpoint, you, you thought the war you thought the Warriors were annoying. Do you know how how annoying it's going to be for this hot for the next year if the Toronto Raptors win the championship? Do you know how annoying Drake will be? Do you know how annoying the media will be because they will be putting a camera on Drake for every freaking home game, every national TV home game for the Raptors? Do you know how how annoying and debilitating that's going to be when House of Highlights always posts a freaking Drake meme? Do you understand that? Do you understand how annoying that's going to get? You think the Warriors were bad? You think the Warriors were annoying? Oh boy. Mm-mm. They were just getting the job done and having fun, and at least they had entertaining basketball along with them. Um, I mean, you, you guys, you guys wanted this dynasty to be over, and I kind, in in one way, I kind of want it to be over just so you lot get so tired over Toronto. I hope you get seriously tired in a month, in in the space of a month, as soon as the season starts, and they're doing all this Toronto garbage, and then Drake drops a song or an album, and he talks about Toronto all the time. No, 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 no. You're going to get so run down, so run down. You will be begging for the Warriors back. Anyway, continuing on. So the game, fi- so game five happened, and the Warriors are keeping it alive. They've kept alive. But obviously they lost Kevin Durant, who had who suffered a ruptured Achilles. Now, if you if you if you want a if there's no I don't think there's any British sport comparison, honestly, with like you know an injury to a certain per. Okay, it's like it's like a darts player suffering in a broken arm. <laughs> it means they can't do nothing <laughs> until that broken arm is fixed. You know what I mean? And Achilles is probably much worse in comparison, honestly, because if you're playing basketball, you need that Achilles more. You need their Achilles, trust me, uh, to you know run, jump, and everything. Everything has to do with your legs and it, and arms, and obviously your, most of your body. But if you don't have your Achilles on point, then it's going to be very hard to play basketball anyway. So KD will be out for most likely at least nine months, and obviously that'll be most of next season. But he might become a free agent this year, and I find that actually, I find this whole thing a very watershed moment. Where, especially in KD's career, and also in the landscape of NBA, actually, in landscape of basketball, 
this is this is actually a a point where you you see a guy who has been labeled a snake labeled a ring chaser and all the negatives you can throw upon that or throw upon him he has been labeled it and but now when you come to this you you here's the here's the thing KD didn't have to play he didn't have to play if it was a regular season if it was the regular season he wouldn't play he wouldn't play for probably a couple of months because clearly there was something wrong with his Achilles they said it was a calf injury but I think it was an Achilles injury he had ice wrapped around his ankle for for some games and that's not where your calf is, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it, it, clearly there was something wrong with his Achilles, but he played regardless, and that's for the love of the game. And if you can't respect that, then I don't think you're a basketball fan, to be honest. Now, there was another point I want to talk about where he actually, when he got injured, Toronto fans were cheering for it. Again, if you're cheering for an injury... That's piece of shit behavior. That is no shitty behavior. Honestly, I don't care if you're if if you're the if they're the heat hottest rivals. If you if if the colors of their jersey make your blood boil, okay, you are not cheering for an injury. You can't cheer for an injury. It's uh, that's that's just that's again that's piece of shit behavior and some not all you know not the whole arena cheered but you know there were there were there were noticeable amounts of Toronto fans in that arena that were cheering for it there was actually one angle where like there was a dude at the front and he was waiting and as Kevin was on the floor knowing what happened knowing immediately what happened there was actually a zoom in video of his Achilles popping you could see it you could see his muscles ripple in the in the popping of it <clears throat> there was actually another angle where a guy was on the front row waving, going, goodbye. What kind of shit is that? What kind of shit is that? Seriously. Like, c- come on. I know I know you guys really want this championship. It's the first one in Toronto, Toronto Raptors history. It's the first finals in Toronto Raptors history, I, I think. And I get it. I get it. You really want this. And you saw KD as an immediate threat. I, I, really, I really understand that. But you cannot cheer for an injury. You cannot cheer for an injury. There was actually a point where he was getting, where he was getting carried off, and there were the, the, they, the even the Toronto Raptors team saw it, and there were some players going like with their arms just going stop, 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 like, just just pumping the brakes, basically going like, why are you not cheering? Stop it, stop it, stop cheering. It's it's garbage. It's garbage behavior, and this whole thing, this whole thing is just a bit ugly, to be honest. But in the light of all that. I feel like KD has changed his, un, un, you know, it, it probably he, he doesn't, it, well, I don't know if he cares or not, to be honest, there's as, as, as evidence on both sides, but he has changed his, um, he has changed his image dramatically just by doing that, just by going out and play, because I, I, I feel, I could feel it, I could feel that I, I could feel that he knew that there was something wrong with his Achilles, but he played anyway. I feel like I knew, I feel like he knew. He must have known because it's his body. You can't. You can't. You, you, he he must have known there was something wrong. Okay, but he went to play regardless, and that immediately right there is a G. That's a G right there. You know, you have to you have to applaud that. You have to applaud that. You have to applaud his love for the game, and he he has 
probably most likely not actually but if he was anybody else if he if he wasn't a top 5 player right if he was like Isaiah Thomas for example right he would not get the money he's about to get he's going to get a max contract somewhere don't know where but he will get he will he will get one somewhere even though he might be out for a whole year regardless of that he's going to get max money and uh, he 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 made it's a dangerous game it's a real dangerous game trying to do that especially when you're a free agent if you're a free agent if you're going to be a free agent or looking to be one you want to keep your body as healthy as possible saying like okay guys i'm re- i'm ready to go let me let me get this let me get this bag let me get this money and let's get it but now he's injured he's got a ruptured achilles he had surgery yesterday and uh, as of my recording and he's on the recovery and it will probably take him you know, around uh, i think i thought i think i saw the numbers for other for other players and it's about it's around two, 200 days plus 200 days plus up to a year so that's, that's that's a long time that's a long time and for the people that want him for the teams that want him such as the Knicks they need him they need him ASAP they need him ASAP to make an immediate impact and he won't be able to until maybe I don't know February March next year so you know so but this whole finals thing I'm just I've kind of I don't know if I want it to be over or not, because it's just, uh, again, like I said last time when I talked about the NBA Finals, I think the start of it anyway, the, the, the Drake stuff I don't care about, and it's all over my NBA socials, everyone's doing the everyone's doing the memes, everyone's doing the photoshops, it's, it's exhausting, it really is exhausting, and I kind of want this season to be over, because I'm looking forward to NBA free agency now, free agency is looking... <sighs> Free agency is looking hot. It's looking so volatile right now. It's it's a it's a Mount Vesuvius right now. It's, it's about to explode. It's about to explode. So I can't wait for the finals to end. I I still want the Warriors to win simply because I I just can't I can't bear. Like I said, I can't bear the Toronto Raptors winning one. Not that I don't you know. Not that I don't care about the the history or whatever. I, I just don't want Drake to be flexing. I just can't be dealing with that. Y- you know what NBA NBA Twitter and NBA social media will ride that to the wheels fall off. Trust me, it's going to happen, okay? But we shall see what happens. It's currently 3-2 as I, as of my recording. I think the I think uh game 6 is tonight i think i think it's tonight is it tonight let me have a look it's tomorrow too well tomorrow at 2 a.m so that's tonight in america so yeah tonight in america is <laughs> going to be it's going to be game 6 hopefully the warriors catch that dub send it to 7 make it entertaining and god i just don't want to i just i can't i i don't want the toronto raptors to win <laughs> oh So we continue on with the life segment. I'm actually a bit behind on time. I spoke a lot about the obviously the show and the, the when they see us. So let's get into. I'm, I'm gonna make this one quick, just simply because I just I just found it utterly funny and utterly silly. As you as you know in the UK, there is a leadership election going on for obviously the Conservatives and. It's a bloodbath. It's just, it's just, it's just a pool. It's just a cesspool. It's a cesspool of shitty people 
people trying to be people trying to be cool people trying to be uh, trying to try and act like they're leaders and they'll do a better job and i firmly believe that there's nobody that can do this job at the moment there's nobody that can do it nobody is fit enough to do it nobody is nobody has the expertise nobody this is this is this is it really isn't it that nobody nobody saw this coming nobody saw this being so terrible and I don't think still nobody's ready for it. Nobody's planned for it, and it's gonna it's gonna go to shit. But we also have a leadership election going on now, and it's just it's just ugh, yeah, it's going it's going terribly. I think three of the twelve have gone now uh, after the first round of Tory voting. I think that was late. I think that was early today as of this recording. So that's continuing on. But I also want. But I wanted to talk about something specific. So there were two candidates, right? Andrea Ledson and Michael Gove. <clears throat> they talked about doing drugs in the space of two days. And I was utterly confused seeing these seeing these headlines. I really thought I was in an alternate universe because I don't understand why this is happening. So let's let's just let's just get into the let's, let's just get into what happened, okay? So uh, this is uh, uh, Nadine Basha and uh, Mark Townsend of The Guardian. Uh, Michael Gove, can cocaine admission, a rich thread of hypocrisy. So I won't, I won't get into the whole thing because uh, it's obviously a, um, it's a, it's a piece on other other of the um, context of all of this. But I just want I just want you to, I just want you to think about it. <clears throat> in a picturesque village, in Michael Gove's constituency. There were whiffs of freshly ground coffee, carnations, and contra- controversy, 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 or controversy. How do you say that? I say controversy, but for some reason, I'm into controversy for some reason. Um, in the air, following the revelations about him taking cocaine, the mood in sleepy Surrey parish of Cobham was a, was of surprise, but also cynicism after the Conservative leadership candidate admitting taking the drug on several occasions at social events while working as a journalist. In the traditional Tory heartland, with the high street that includes a village pub, an antique furniture store, and horse riding equipment shop, really? That's so British. Uh, one resident joked that a Conservative candidate, quote, would be voted in even if he was a mass murderer. Now that 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 is possible. I can really see that. I can see it just being so. Even if he had like the greatest plan of all time, I can see that he just and he was like, but he's a mass murderer. I mean. But he has a plan, though. <laughs> so there was that. <clears throat> there was that, and there was also Andrea Ledsom. After, after Michael go the city did coke smoked, uh, <laughs> did cocaine. She went out a, a day later to to say she uh, revealed that she smoked cannabis at university. What? Why is this happening? She goes, uh, it goes here, I have never taken cocaine or class A drugs, she told the Independent. Everyone is entitled to a private life before becoming an MP. I smoke weed at university and have never smoked it again since. Right, so let's think about this. Why are they saying this? Are they saying it to relate to us? Do they think we do cocaine and weed all the time? I mean, I, mean, so I, know, I know a couple of people that do weed. I don't, I don't know many. I don't know many that do cocaine, admittedly, but I know some people that do some, you know, get into the herbal. You know, what I mean, I know, I know some people. But yeah, like I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Are you trying to clear the? Uh, what's the what's the word? What's that? Uh, what's that word for you, for your sins? What's that? What's, uh, 
cleanse yourself, I guess, you know, admit your sins, penance, what's the word, there's a word there, but I forgot what it is, what are you trying to do here, what are you trying, what are you trying to do, I, I, I really don't get the, I really don't get the motive for saying all this, of course you smoke cocaine, Boris looks like he still does cocaine, what, what does that have to do with anything, you need to be a leader here, you're trying to tell yourself to be a leader, and what, are you trying to be honest, I guess, I th- Rory Stewart actually did this as well, he said he smoked opium, Whoa, Rory Stewart did opium. Now I have to vote for him. He's such a G, such a cool dude. What the? F- what is going on? I really don't understand this. I really don't get it. But it's 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 just so weird. It's just, it's just really weird thinking about you you you're trying to you're you're trying to go for a leadership thing, right? And the 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 thing you and the funny thing is. <clears throat> Gove admitted this, and he I think he's still, like, third. I think he's still third in the polls, which, it didn't change nothing. It didn't change nothing, which I kind of, I kind of see that, that mass murder quote that Ledsom gave, or, or that, um, that someone gave, random person gave, I could, I could believe that. If they said they did something bad, then, it, and it was years ago, then they'll be fine, because they do, they have done bad things in their job, They've done bad things in their job. Michael Gove has gutted, has gutted the UK ed- education sector. He gutted it. He was one of the worst education secretaries in history. If you look, ask any teacher about Michael Gove, and they will have a five-minute tirade about how shite he is. Jeremy Hunt has ne- nearly succeeded, nearly succeeded in gutting the NHS, and it's still getting gutted as we speak. Just saying. He did so terribly as health secretary, and now he's going to, and now he's in the running for for being the prime minister. These people do bad things. These people do bad things in their job. I don't give a fuck about what you did in university. I don't care if you snorted cocaine. I don't care if you bun some weed. All right. For one thing, it's weed. Nobody cares. Weed should be legal by now. Okay. But that's another story. So, and Boris Johnson. One of the worst foreign secretaries. Popped. I mean, Drew's. Is he? Was he a good mayor of London? Was he a good mayor of London? I don't really. I don't really know if he was good or not. I really. I really don't. I really don't know. Obviously, I didn't live. I don't live in London, so I can't really say firsthand. But I, I, I guess it was. I guess it's fifty-fifty. I'm not sure. But he was a crappy foreign secretary, and this is another thing. These people hop onto jobs that they have nothing, they know nothing about. Michael goes currently environment, environment secretary. What the fuck does he know about environment? What the hell does he know about green energy? Nothing, nothing, zero, zero. He knows nothing, and they can, they can just, they can just quit their job. Basically, they quit their job, and then they hop onto another part, part of the cabinet. This is, this is it. This is politics. If you're in, you're in. And you're in for life, and you're in forever. If you do one terrible, if you do one job terribly on one side, on one particular sector, you won't get that sector again. But you can get another one if you really want to. And they do. So I couldn't care less about what drugs you bund in university or when you're in your twenties. You're doing a terrible job now. You're doing a terrible, terrible job at the job you're doing right now for your life, for your life's work and your life's career. And you lot have a chance to be PM. I don't think any of you deserve a chance to be PM. But that's politics for you. Shit ain't fair.
I wanted to end the show on two things, actually. I wanted to end one... I wanted to end reading about one and just letting you know about another one. Just just because it's, you know, I've talked about it before and I just want to give you an update on it, basically. So, the... I don't want to. I don't want to be pessimistic about this. I try not to be, but I don't really know how to think about people's commenting about Sudan. Okay, now if you want to know about Sudan and you can't be asked to read about it, go watch uh, Hassan Minaj's uh, Hassan Minaj's uh, Patriot Patriot on Netflix. Amazing episode. Very informative and also very funny as well, but very informative as well. And yeah, so if if you want to know about it, if you want to know about it, and you don't you need don't like reading, then go watch that. But there's a uh, there's a lot of people there's a lot a lot of people that I know that have been posting about Sudan. And while it's great to see, <clears throat> this isn't the first time, and this isn't the last time that people will be posting about a massacre or a tragedy going on. Forget about it next month unless there's a major update in it. And, and you know, eventually move on. I I, I kind of I kind of can't really. I'll happily I'm I'm go, I'm going to talk about it here. I'm going to talk about it. I've got a uh, I've got a opinion piece by Kate Ferguson of the Guardian here, off the Guardian here. It's a great read, and I'll read it in a sec. But I'm just I just wanted to say or, or just speak my piece on people posting about it. While I understand that social media is an amazing tool for communication, while I understand that and I'm very privy to that, I don't really know what the end goal is. What? What? Okay, let me ask you. Let me ask you guys this: When you post about it, and I, and I'm kind of a culprit to this too. I'm going to speak about it here on my podcast, but then when is the next time I'm going to talk about it? You know what I mean? When am I? What 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 is what is me talking about it and me and and you guys posting about it on your IG stories or tweeting about it or retweeting something about it? What would that do? You know, that, that's what I'm kind of. That's what I kind of can't. Like I sometimes can't get my head around when it comes to tragedies. Sometimes you know, it's it's something I battle with as it pertains to just people posting about it, and I can see I can see why people care and it's great that people care but I just wonder what is the end goal here you know, for 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 some for somebody from wherever you are to post about it for you know for, for however many people that follow you read it or, or just or just retweet or like the post or whatever what would that do it just shows that you're thinking about it for for a bit I guess fundamentally and obviously this shows that I'm thinking about it for at least 15, 20 minutes. I guess. But what else is what else can we do? That's kind of what that's kind of what I'm asking here. If you're willing to spread awareness about it, what else are you willing to do? Because I believe that it's not enough, I guess. <laughs> Me talking about it probably won't be enough. Well it is it isn't enough. It's not gonna do anything. It's not gonna change anything. No, but but anyway, it's it's just it's. Uh, I just wanted to be real and I guess think about it out out loud anyway, because I have been thinking about it for the past couple of days anyway. So let me get into this article, and this is 
UK government uh, oriented, I guess, because obviously I wanted to find an angle to this. I, I just didn't want I didn't want to just give the give the facts because we anyone could find the facts, but I just wanted to give a a, a different angle to it. So here we go. So she, Kay Ferguson calls this uh, calls this piece. Sudan is heading for atrocity once again. UK government must not sit by. Politicians and journalists frequently uh, and frequently ask, "Where is the next Myanmar? Uh, where will the next Syria be?" The deteriorating situation in Sudan now presents an urgent test case of the strength of our resolve. In the last ten days, at least 124 people have been killed by regime forces, and, and more than 700 have been injured as protests have steadily steadily engulfed Khartoum. Uh, there are widespread reports of sexual violence, mass arrests, gunfire in medical facilities and bodies floating in the River Nile. <clears throat> uh, beyond Khartoum, there have, been, there have been larger massacres in historical conflict areas where early reports suggest that people are being killed in even greater numbers. This deterioration was sadly predictable, but so is the next one. The risk of further massacres both in the capital and in rural regions is high and rising. Peaceful protests have been met with brutal violence from armed groups associated with the ruling uh, Transitional Transitional Military Council. The TMC is largely controlled by General Mohammed Hamdan Hemeti Dagalo, who was instrumental in the atrocities committed in Darfur. Uh, those crimes resulted in the deaths of more than 300,000 people, the displacement of millions and destabilization of the entire region. And the groups have uh, groups responsible have ties to Saudi-backed forces implicated in atrocities in Yemen. And if you want to connect that to the UK government, UK sells military weapons to Saudi Arabia so they can use it on Yemen. So that's where the connection is. Your government is bombing Yemen. And Michael Gove's talking about snoring cocaine. Learning lessons from our mistakes in Myanmar is it is essential that UK get engagement with Sudan is now seen in terms of how uh, best to prevent widespread identity-based violence against Sudan's ethnic, religious, political and other at-risk populations. Once again, the need for prioritisation of the UK's atrocity prevention policy is clear. The UK government must continue to issue clear public statements condemning the use of force against demonstrators. But these words also need to be backed up by comprehensive diplomatic efforts to support the safe transfer of power to a legitimate civilian-led transitional authority. TMC must counterintuitively be dissuaded from holding premature elections. It intends to hold them within the next nine months, which is too soon for civilians to build genuine representative uh, institutions, too soon to disarm and demobilize paramilitary groups, and too soon to limit the power of the abusive military structure. And at home, there are other measures that the government can take, as host to one of the largest global diaspora groups, including a large asylum-seeking and refugee population. The UK must engage these in individuals as its uh, as its eyes and ears in the country. They will play a crucial role in securing meaningful peace and democracy in Sudan. Beyond government, we can all listen to and learn from the 50,000 strong Sudanese community living in UK cities nationwide. There is already great work being done. The human rights organisation Waging Peace has campaigned alongside the Sudanese diaspora for over 15 years and helps its members build meaningful lives here. We must commit to prosecuting those on our soil who are suspected of perpetrating international crimes. UK cannot become a haven for Sudan's genocideries. Yeah, genocide the genocidaires. 
Hmm, is that word? Genocide dares and war criminals. And our financial system must not be used to harbour dirty money. Unexplained wealth orders, asset freezing orders and reparation, uh, repatriation, sorry, can re- can stop the profits of genocide from being laundered or stored in the UK. Uh, and also just a just a, a side note on who Kate Ferguson is. Co-executive director at Protection Approaches, a charity working to prevent identity-based violence. His piece is also co-authored by Maddie Crowther, who co-directs Wage and Peace, the only Sudanese, the Sudan, only Sudanese only human rights charity in the UK. So, what I will say in response to all that is, if you want to make a genuine, a genuine plea or a genuine support for what's going on right now. Look up Wage and Peace. Look up Wage and Peace. Donate something, and just put you. Put, I don't want to say put your money where your mouth is because because that's just too that's just too cliche. But if you're talking, if you want to, if you want to raise awareness, if you want to talk about it, then by all means talk about it. Talk to do what I'm doing and talk to your lungs fall off. Uh, I have major hay fever right now, <laughs> but it's it is worth it. While it is worth talking about, there's still a lot more that can be done, and I don't want to. I don't want to be one of those people that just go talk about Sudan as much as you talked about Notre Dame, because I didn't care for. I didn't really care for Notre Dame at all. I knew they'll be cool without my state, without my talking about it. They'll be cool. There's there's millionaires that were that were happy to rebuild it, and while that is you know a national tragedy in France, it will be fine. They'll they'll be fine. Sudan is going through a lot more, a lot 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 more, and there's always that question of whether you know you want your government to be to be in it or not, and that's obviously that's obviously not a conversation for another day. <clears throat> But talking about Sudan is one thing, and then you know there's always there's there's that next step, and there's a that's a that's a, a lot of time. There's there's a a lot of moments there where we happily change our you know our uh, social medias to whatever the, uh, the the color blue in this case for Sudan, and uh, they also when the French. Uh, shootings happened for Charlie Hebdo. There were them that uh, you could change your the, the, your your Facebook temporarily to uh, you know to a French flag behind a uh, uh, French flag, and at the same time there there was like stuff going on in Pakistan I think, and people were asking where's the Pakistan thing Facebook. So you know it's 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 always it's always a challenge for people's eyeballs, for challenge for people's hearts and for people's uh, for people's outrage. There's always a place for there's always a place for outrage and there's always a place for you caring about something that isn't has nothing to do with you but you care anyway and that's good and that's good of you and you have a good heart to do that. But there will always be a there will be there will be a moment. I don't know when it will happen. It might happen tomorrow. It might happen next week. It might happen next month. But there will come a point when the news will stop talking about it. Where your friends will stop talking about it. What will happen then? And that's the, and that's the question I pose to you. So that's the end of the show. But 
I wanted to also talk about one more thing, and that is Grenfell. Now, the day of this episode of What's Good releasing is the 14th, and that is the same day, two-year anniversary of the Grenfell Tower fire. Now, this is something that is kind of a watershed moment for me thinking about Grenfell, because it was the... I don't want to say it was the first instance, but it was the largest instance for me, and the largest, the largest message sent to me that government, some councils in the country don't care about us, you know, and Grenfell was just a big watershed moment for me thinking about it because I watched it. I actually went. I think I've told the story before. I saw the initial fire. I saw like the first five minutes of it on Twitter and of it happening, and then I went to sleep. And then obviously yesterday and the next day, it was obviously much worse than I thought it'd be. So, but the the, the everything else that went after that, the months afterwards, the year afterwards, now still jars me still of how how severely lacking the government was in their response severely lacking so you have so i said i talked about notre dame you know car, uh, the castle uh, cathedral burning down the response was immediate wasn't it the response was immediate and macron was talking about it the day after it was all it was all you know it's it's been, it's been rebuilt, rebuilt as we speak but then you get to grenfell Obviously, not the Notre Dame Cathedral, but it contained people, and people died, and there was barely any response. It was pretty much a full-on community rebuild of trying to find homes for people, trying to help people that were that had their homes taken, basically, the people that survived anyway. So I just wanted to give a quick, just a quick message to that. It's the day of the dropping of this episode. It's the two-year anniversary of Grenfell Tower fire, and I'm going to put on the fifth element uh, a well as as part of the show. Obviously, I do a um, article for the show and the agendas, and I pull the uh, I pull the links that I read on there. I'm also going to throw in this long read uh, by Robert Booth called "How Grenfell Survivors Came Together and How Brain Failed Them." It's a significantly long read, very very long. I don't know how many words, but is it's 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 it's, a, it's got a lot. It's got a lot in it, and I really urge you to take some time to read at least some of it, at least some of it, because I feel like this is a. I've, I think I think I've said this before. I feel like this is very 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 similar in ways, to Hillsborough, in how it will go on for years until someone, you know, gets gets convicted on some form of crime, because this is a crime, this was a crime that happened, it's a crime that you have a tower block that bursts into flames after pretty much nothing after just one just one after one flame 
in a flat. There were no security measures. There were no safety measures. Barely any safety measures, I'd just say, for a fire. And it and it emblazoned it. It made it worse. The building itself made it worse. And that's the human error. So someone made an error there. And someone has to be accountable for it. And still I'm seeing nobody accountable for it. And I think it will take, and similar to Hillsborough, I feel like it will take years, maybe decades, for someone to actually take account for this. For someone to get jail time for this. So if you want to read the Robert Booth, uh, a long read, I highly suggest you do. So it's the anniversary of Grenfell, and I just wanted to give a shout out to that. But yeah, that's the end of the show. <sighs> it's been a, it's been a long one. I've I've <laughs> my nose has been a bit bunged up. That's why I sound a bit nasally. So apologies for that. But we continue on. We have new intro. We have new interlude. It's all going good. And yeah, man. So it's, it's all in the effort of making of, of making each other better. So. Anyway, that's What's Good from the Fifth Element Podcast Network. I've been Charlie Taylor. This has been What's Good. Music, Too Much by Vanilla. And the interlude is Vista by Poldor. I will put their socials on the Fifth Element and also on the show description. So you can hit the, so you can hit up their music. Amazing music by both of them. Highly suggest you give them a listen. And shout out to Chill Hop Music for giving me the ability to, to, ability to use. Uh, shout out to Chill Hop's uh, Essentials. Summer dropped a couple of days ago, summer 2019. Really looking forward to listening to that. But anyway, have a good week, everybody. I shall see you next week. Take it easy, ladies and gentlemen.